2: You're listening to Comedy Central. Coming to you from New York City, the only city in America, it's The Daily Show. Tonight, the plot thickens. To infinity and beyond. And Alex Wagner. This is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah.
3: Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for coming out in person. Thank you for being here, everybody. We have got a wild show for you tonight. Take a seat. Spiders are having nightmares about you. Ronnie Chang is gonna join Space Force, and President Trump has a perfectly good explanation for everything. Plus, (laughs) here to talk about her brand new show for MSNBC, Alex Wagner is our guest tonight, everybody. So, let's do this, people. Let's jump straight into today's headlines. Before we get into the big stories, let's catch up on a few other things going on in the world. First up, Toyota has announced that it is recalling its brand new electric SUV after discovering that the wheels could fall off at any time. <laughs> yeah. And I know people always say, we're gonna do this till the wheels fall off, but I don't think we actually meant it. <laughs> also, you would think wheels falling off a car would be a problem that was solved long ago, like, when they invented cars? (laughs) Meanwhile, in international news, as heat waves and wildfires sweep across Europe, Spain has started using sheep and goats to help clear flammable flammable vegetation quickly and cheaply. Yeah. if you ask me, sending sheep and goats to fight fires is a great idea. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, even the absolute worst case scenario is just like kebabs, which is pretty good, (laughs) you know? Well, I mean, the goats are a great idea. I'm not sure about the sheep. I just think that's risky, you know? Yeah, because the foreman is going to be like, okay, how many sheep are we sending out today? One, two, three, four. Ah, 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 I missed the fire. I slept through the fire. I also don't know why the US doesn't do this. I mean, we have so many goats. LeBron, Serena, Tom Brady, Simone Biles. Yeah, yeah, all of those people love being called the goats. They love being called the goat. Let's see if they're willing to step up when it's time to eat 600 acres of grass. (laughs) I mean, LeBron might be able to eat grass, but back in the day, Jordan, he could put away an entire shrubbery before the shot clock ran out. That's the goat. Oh, and here's some surprising science news. This one blew my mind. According to a new study, spiders may have dreams. Yeah, I don't don't mean like one day having a cute little web by the beach. I mean that when (laughs) spiders sleep, they also dream which blew my mind. Because what, what do they dream about? <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't it be crazy if they have the same dreams that we do? Like there's a spider that wakes up in the middle of the night and says, like, oh, oh my God, I dreamt that I was covered in spiders. Oh, oh, it was so hot. Oh, I actually shot off a web in my dream. Total web dream, total web dream. Right, enough of that, enough of that. Let's move on to the story that is still dominating the headlines, and it's about Donald Joyride Trump. <laughs> Maybe he wasn't the greatest president if you go by jobs created or problems solved or hands washed, but <laughs> if you go by the number of criminal investigations launched against him, then my man is the GOAT, <laughs> except he's allergic to green. So let's catch up on all his latest persecutions in our ongoing segment, America's Most Tremendously Wanted. You know, we created that as a joke, but every day, Trump getting in a shootout with the cops gets closer and closer to reality. It feels. Anyway, remember how last week, the FBI took an eight-hour vacation to Mar-a-Lago and went home with a bunch of souvenirs? Well, we all had the same question. What were they looking for at Donald Trump's house? This weekend, we all found
4: out. This morning, the newly unsealed search warrant shedding light on what exactly FBI agents were looking for at Mar-a-Lago and what they seized. According to the documents made public by a federal judge, agents were searching for evidence of three potential crimes. Violations of the Espionage Act, unlawful removal of public records, and obstruction of justice by concealing, altering, or destroying records to impede an investigation. They found 27 boxes of government records, including 11 sets of classified documents. Four sets of documents were marked top secret. And one marked top secret SCI, a classification reserved for some of the most sensitive intelligence and national security information, typically only viewed in a highly secure location.
3: Yeah, that's right. Turns out Trump didn't just have top secret documents, they were top secret SCI. What does SCI stand for, you, WASP? That's also top secret, you dumbass! <laughs> I'll be honest, I didn't even know you could have a level of secret above top. Did you know this? (laughs) Yeah, I also don't think it makes sense, right? That's the point of top. If there's something above top, then top is middle, you know? (laughs) Yeah, top is top, people. Like Top Gun, he's the best fighter pilot. If someone else come in and then they're like Top Gun, I want my money back. That's not what I was promised. (laughs) Not to mention, if something is top, but then we find out that there's something above that, then how do we know that that's not the final thing? Then there could be something above that. And then how do we know that there's not something above that? that because there's no top, like top has to be the top. Then there's no end. And then like space time is what, infinite? And then do we even exist? Like what, what does this mean? Like Who are we? I'm having, I'm having a panic attack right now. Stop the show, stop the turns out Donald Trump was in possession of top secret documents he wasn't supposed to have. And look, I'm not victim blaming here, but if you ask me, the government is partly too responsible. They're partly responsible for labeling the files top secret. (laughs) Yeah, because think about it. Nobody wants to read boxes of government documents, right? But if it says top secret on it, now everyone's interested. (laughs) It's the same way you don't label your porn folder porn. (laughs) Right, the government should do what we do, just put secrets in a folder called taxes, 2012 to 2017. Yeah, I've done that my whole life. My only screw up was I did this when I was 12 years old and then my mother was like, what taxes are you paying when you're 12? And then she busted me for porn and tax evasion. Anyway, the point is, no matter what they labeled, Donald Trump wasn't supposed to have these documents at his house. And in case you're wondering why these documents are top, 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 top secret, Well, hold on to your butts because what Trump took home could blow them right off.
5: The Washington Post has reported that among the material sought by federal agents was related to nuclear weapons programs. If you get into nuclear related documents, that is the highest level. It does not get any more serious than that.
2: Some of this could be information about adversaries. Mm. Some of this could be about nuclear weapon design. Some of this could be about our nuclear arsenals uh, or our launch procedures.
3: Are you shitting me? <laughs> Donald Trump might have kept the world's nuclear secrets in his basement at Mar-a-Lago? The same place Rudy Giuliani sleeps to avoid the sunlight? That is so irresponsible! <laughs> because you realize the worst case scenario with these documents is that Trump sold them to like Saudi Arabia. The best case scenario is that he just lay in bed with them and rubbed him all over his naked body. <laughs> Actually not, I'm gonna flip that. The worst case scenario is that he rubbed them naked on his body. (laughs) Hopefully he just sold them to the Saudis. Hopefully, hopefully. Oh, and by the way, just today, to add to this whole saga, Trump posted that in the raid by the FBI of Mar-a-Lago, they stole my three passports. One expired, (laughs) along with everything else. And I can see why Trump is pissed if they took his passports. I mean he's the guy who wanted to build the wall and now he's gonna need to sneak into Mexico. Come as a bitch. He's just Also Also Why does Donald Trump even need a passport? There is no one on earth that looks or sounds like this man. No one. He could land on a distant planet and the aliens, they would be, we've seen TV, welcome, Donald Trump. (laughs) He'd be like, thank you, now please take me to your three-boobed woman. (laughs) And by the way, you do realize there's a 15% chance Trump just misplaced his passport, right? It's possible. It happens all the time. You think the FBI took something and you find it in your sock drawer. (laughs) Yeah, like for all you know, maybe Melania moved them. You know, it was like, oh no, I guess now I have to go back to Slovenia by myself. Bye Donald. <laughs> Bye. You know, you know what's been the most fun, the most fun in all of this, is how Trump and the Red Caps are working so hard to invent new excuses for why this crime wasn't a crime. Because you remember when, when the f- story first broke, They were saying things like, there's nothing at Mar-a-Lago except a bunch of notes from Eric, and and if they did find something, the FBI must have planted it. Well, forget all that. Forget all of it. That's like two days ago, right? (laughs) They've got a fresh shipment of excuses today, starting with, it was homework.
2: The former president is offering a new line of defense for taking these documents to his Mar-a-Lago home. A statement released by Trump's office Friday night contends that everyone takes work home sometimes.
3: Yeah, no, no, you know what? That's true. Everyone does take work home sometimes, but not Donald Trump. (laughs) The man barely took work to work. (laughs) And also, by the way, it's not taking work home with you if you no longer have the job. All right, can we agree on that? All right. You don't have the job. You can't take work home with you. Like if you get fired from your babysitting job, but you still go pick up the kid from school, is kidnapping. But if you don't like that excuse, that's fine. That's fine. Trump's got another one. Like, how about Obama?
4: President Trump
6: has been making the baseless and false claim that former President Obama took more than 30 million classified documents when he left the White House. Donald Trump tweeted that President Barack Hussein Obama kept 33 million pages of documents, much of them classified. How many of them pertain to nuclear? Word is lots.
3: All
1: right,
3: okay. First of all, uh, this is just completely made up. In fact, the National Archives came out and said it is not true. But also, for the sake of the argument, let's say it was true. These people are the same people who've spent 15 years saying Obama is basically the devil. But then when they get into trouble, they're like, it's fine, we just did the same thing as the devil. (laughs) And also, uh, did did you pick up that uh, Barack Hussein Obama? That was a nice little touch. Yeah? Just to remind the people who he really is. Yeah. <laughs> I know what Trump is doing. He's trying to drum up old Islamophobia, but everybody knows that that's Barack's middle name. It doesn't sound nefarious anymore, you know? It just sounds like you're his mom. Barack Hussein Obama, you get down here and clean up this mess right now! <laughs> uh, come on, Mom. But. <laughs> but. If you don't like that excuse, it's cool baby, it's cool. Trump's got another one for you. It's about how he declassified these documents
2: in his mind. And a new defense emerged overnight from a conservative journalist tied to Trump who read a statement from the former president's office. He had a standing order that documents removed from the Oval Office and taken to the residence were deemed to be declassified the moment he removed them.
3: Oh, that's an interesting excuse anything Trump took home with him was automatically declassified because he had a standing order. It's also super convenient that no one has ever heard about this rule until he got busted for having top secret documents at his house, but whatever. I've actually heard this defense before. Yeah, usually it's when people get busted for having an affair. You know? They'll be like, no, actually, I didn't cheat on you. I'd already broken up with you in my mind on the way to their house. And then on the way home, I decided to give us another chance. Come here, baby. I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. So there you have it. Three brand new, fresh excuses. Oh, what? Oh, that's still not enough for you? Oh, you, you're particular. Okay, I see <laughs> Then maybe what you need is a little bit of this. NBC has a piece out quoting sources that say the
6: chaotic nature of Donald Trump's exit from the White House contributed to sensitive documents being taken to Mar-a-Lago. Then there were reports that Trump packed in a rush, quote, when it finally dawned on Donald Trump in the twilight of his presidency that he wouldn't be living at the White House for another four years, he had a problem. He had barely packed and had to move out quickly.
2: the greatest excuse of all time. Trump's people
3: are saying because he didn't think he was leaving the White House, he packed in a hurry when he left. Yeah, yeah, he was so busy planning the coup, he didn't even think about packing, is that what happened? (laughs) It's like, guys, I wasn't trying to steal these documents, I was trying to steal the election. Why would I pack when I thought I'd have another 10 or 20 years in the White House? It makes no sense, hello? (laughs) So, those are just a sample of the excuses Trump has been coming up with over the past few days. And it doesn't matter that they conflict with each other. That's not the point. The point is to flood the zone with so many explanations that people just get lost in all the arguments and lose interest. Yeah, a few days from now, I wouldn't be shocked if they're like, Donald Trump was laminating those documents to help preserve them as a favor to the American people. And also, <laughs> there were no documents. And also, it was his evil twin. <laughs> We'll see what it is. All right, that's it for the headlines. But before we go to a break, it's time to check in on all the latest social media trends with our very own. Ronnie Chang, everybody!
7: Uh, Ronny uh, Chang. Uh, 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 oh man. Uh,
5: <laughs> sorry, Trevor, sorry. It's just that this social media shit makes me All All right, right. let me just dive into this cesspool of social media garbage. And what's trending today? Oh, it's hashtag national relaxation day on a Monday. (laughs) Yeah, I can't wait to kick my feet up and go to work for an entire week. (laughs) And of course, this is trending on social media because what's more relaxing than going on social media? (laughs) Oh wow, so many relaxing things happening today. Wow, I mean, you've got a former president leaking nuclear codes. I can feel the tension in my shoulders just melting away (laughs) as we talk about this. Also, on that whole Trump thing, why would you take a bunch of boxes you're not supposed to take when you're leaving the White House? What kind of insane person looks at moving day and goes, how do I make this even longer? (laughs) I mean, I would throw my family in the garbage if it made moving day easier, all (laughs) right? But yeah, anyway, it's social media in a nutshell, right? Because over here, we got hashtag National Relaxation Day. Meanwhile, Toyota's making cars where the wheels fall off. Hey, Toyota, maybe you should relax a little less, all right? (laughs) Like, take a spa day, but maybe not on the day you attach the wheels to the car, because that's kind of a pretty important day. All right, you know what, you know what, let's just see what, what what random idiots on social media are saying about hashtag National Relaxation Day, all right? I'm just gonna find one of these random people and just see what, what people are saying about this. All right, so this this idiot here, <laughs> right? Don't worry, be happy, hashtag National Relaxation Day, uh, Otter swimming on water. <laughs> Clearly, this person doesn't know what the f- is going on in the world right now. <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't be saying asinine shit like this. Another great tweet, t- Trevor. I can see why you have so many followers because your tweets just really make us think.
3: No, you know what? Run, no, you know what, Ronnie? Enough of this, man. Stop, stop roasting my tweets. Hey, You're hey, just roasting hey, hey, my tweets. Hey, hey, hey,
5: It's National Relaxation Day. Okay. <laughs> have
3: some respect. Oh, Ronnie Chang, everybody. <laughs> I'll, I'll relax. All right. When we come back. Ronnie is going to figure out what Space Force is all about. So don't go away.
2: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year
1: at purdueglobal.edu.
3: Welcome back to The Daily Show. The U.S. government is so big that it's easy to lose track of all the departments and agencies. Luckily though, Ronnie Chang is here to figure out what the government actually does, one department at a time. Space Force. The
5: latest branch of the armed forces that after 30 years of planning finally sprung into existence thanks to the support of our last military genius. We are going to have the Space Force. But after a rocky launch, most Americans still don't know what Space Force actually does. Until now. I'm here at the Pentagon to find out what Space Force, the sixth and coolest branch of the US military, does. I'm talking spaceships, lasers. It's the military in space. (laughs) Let's go check it out. Don't ask me how I got clearance. I'm not even an American citizen. Somehow, I scored an interview with the very first head of Space Force, four-star General Jay Raymond, at the geometry-themed headquarters of the US Department of Defense. Obviously, a space military is cool as hell but I wasn't sure what they actually do. So I made sure to prepare for this exclusive one-on-one interview. General Raymond, thank you so much for- oh, Thanks, in on this. Um, why is
0: it called the Pentagon? Have you ever seen the Pentagon shape?
5: Wait, you're saying Pentagon is a shape? Right.
0: Like what? Pentagon. Take a look at the building.
5: You obviously studied hard in school. Okay, General, Space Force, we're talking lasers, spaceships, rockets, fighting aliens?
0: Absolutely not. The mission of the Space Force is really uh, to protect and defend the capabilities that we have in space and to deter conflict from beginning in space or extending into space. What does Space Force do? Let me give you an example. Uh, We operate for the world, free of charge, the GPS constellation that provides you navigation and provides the world a timing signal for everybody to use. Most people don't know that that's provided free of charge by the United States Space Force. Space Force gives GPS for free to the world. Yes, sir.
5: Well, why don't you open with that? You call yourselves the GPS
0: Force. Because we do a lot more than that. Yeah, but you go with the thing we, that people we know. Do lot, you, we do a lot more than that. Communication satellites. We have missile warning satellites that detect any kind of launch around the globe and provide warning of that. And so, it's very critical to us, and our competitors or our adversaries have, have watched us and have seen us integrate space into everything that we do. Who, who are our adversaries? Specifically Russia and China. And they're building space capabilities for their own use. So, for example, they have a satellite that they launched in 2017. I call it a nesting doll satellite. It's a satellite uh-huh. that opens up and another satellite comes out, uh-huh. and it opens up and a projectile comes out. Oh, my God. Designed to kill a satellite.
5: Do all these nations' satellites adopt their countries, cultures? Like does
0: a Chinese satellite come out and chopsticks come out and like pick on the other satellites? China has a satellite that has a robotic arm. With chopsticks on it? A robotic arm that can reach out and in the future grab another satellite and satellites don't like to be grabbed. What is the plan to stop that? I won't go into all the details of what we can do, but let's just say I'm very comfortable that we can protect and defend our satellites.
5: That's ominous as hell. But I still wasn't sure why America's already bloated military needed a whole new military when we already have five other militaries. General, why did Space Force become its own branch of the military?
0: The Air Force has a lot of responsibilities that it does. Mm -hmm. It's primarily focused on the air domain, and the thought was because space was so critical to us, um, we had to stand up a separate service to be able to focus on it.
5: So atmosphere-wise, where does the Air Force end and Space Force begin?
0: There's really not a, a firm, you know, dedicated recognized clouds but what we what what happens above is, clouds space force below clouds air force you can think of a, above where airplanes work wings work and where orbital na- dynamics takes over roughly about 100 kilometers so above 100 kilometers that's where all the space force people are no in fact our force is a, is on the ground so they come in every day and sit behind a computer Largely, a lot of their work is done behind computers mm. uh, in, in terminals, operating capabilities, or on, in optical telescopes looking out in, in space.
5: So Space Force is less Starship Troopers and more office space. But are these keyboard warriors even ready to protect us from the real threat facing mankind? Have you considered maybe looking a little outwards and looking at the threats that are external that might be coming to Earth? For example,
0: aliens that might be coming. So again, our mission is a little bit closer to home. NASA's mission is more exploratory and more science. And so they have
5: gone out. and. I I, I get it. General Space Force GPS, NASA, nerd shit. But we need some dudes who look as scary as you
0: with guns pointing outwards in case aliens come. I'm not naive or or, or closed-minded to think that Uh, there might be something that that would be out there, but we're not focused on aliens. Alright, well it just seems like it's a
5: big hole in the national defense (coughs) uh, plan, and uh, if no one's gonna plug that hole, I just feel like maybe Space Force should step up and, you know, maybe provide some orbital defense against
0: aliens. Thanks for your advice.
5: Okay, well, General, uh, thank you for taking the time to speak to me, Uh, even though Space Force has nothing to do with lasers or aliens or spaceships, and I wish it was cooler. Uh, I do appreciate the need for a
0: GPS system that works. Thank you for the opportunity. I couldn't be more proud of the Guardians that I appreciate the opportunity to tell, tell their story because most Americans don't understand what they do. I agree.
5: So even though I'm still not sure what it does, Space Force represents what the American government does best. Find new ways to give billions of dollars to the military industrial complex, but hey, If they're going to offer free GPS, then I say, live long and prosper, Space Force.
3: Thank you so much for that, Ronnie Chang. All right, stay tuned, because when we come back, Alex Wagner will be joining me right here on the show. Don't go away.
1: This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global.
3: Host Alex Wagner. Her new primetime show, Alex Wagner Tonight, premieres August 16th and will air Tuesday through Friday at 9 p.m. Please welcome Alex Wagner. <laughs> to The Daily Show, Alex oh, Wagner? Oh,
4: it's a thrill and an honor, it as well. It is an
3: honor for me. This is your sixth time. You might hold the record. Congratulations.
4: I feel very positive yeah? about that. I actually
3: got you a monkeypox vaccine as a gift. <laughs> uh...
4: <laughs> I want my photo in the hallway. I'll I, keep saying it I'm, over and over again. I, and,
3: I, and I will make sure that I have one of I you. I
4: see 2 chains. I see Oprah. I need to see Alex Wagner in the hallway. And Whoa! then I can stop coming onto Whoa! the show.
3: I mean... You put me on the spot now, fine,
4: because <laughs> I do
3: have the photo of us in, in my office. It's oh. like, a, like a beautiful framed That's in picture. the Tiffany frame. It's, I'm it's just, perfect, yes. and no one walks past it, but it's fine, it's fine.
4: That's, it's for, fine. You, that's um, for you and me, Trevor.
3: This is a really exciting time for everybody because um, your show kicks off Tomorrow. Yes. Right. I love your, your Instagram bio reads um, anchor at MSNBC plus person worried about the future. But <laughs> don't you think that sounds a little melodramatic? What do you have to worry about the future? What, what
4: about like a drought or the climate Arctic change? Arctic ice caps melting faster than expected. President shuffling off classified nuclear secrets to uh, Palm Beach <sighs> resort. You, what are you know, about? Republican election deniers being elected across what you the country. What about? could go wrong? What, what go go wrong?
3: do you worried? <laughs> but you, re- you, you know, because you travel so much and because you've talked to so many people on the ground. I've always felt like I should listen to you when you're worried because you talk to like America.
4: Yeah, yeah. What, what's the biggest do, thing that and, worries and you? And I will say on this show, I'm going to keep talking to America. I just went down to Florida. Um, which is a place I vow never to return to each time I go, and yet I keep going down to Florida.
3: (laughs) That's what makes it great.
4: (laughs) Exactly. It was 107 107 degrees down there, and what Governor DeSantis is doing Uh in that state is worthy of a very close examination. So we went down there and looked specifically at the ways in which uh, Christian nationalism has Mm -hmm. worked its way into Florida public schools, and we're going to be talking about that this week and some of the very alarming things that teachers are being trained to teach public school students on, um, you know, I I will say you should be worried, Trevor, because um, not just this is happening in Florida, but this is very much seen as a model for what's happening across the rest of the country. Ron DeSantis yes. may be the Republican nominee for president in 2024. Which,
3: which people think of as, like, a good thing, because they go, like, oh, he's calm, you know, he has a demeanor about him. Trump is crazy, but it seems like Trump's crazy was also the reason he couldn't get things done. Yes. Ron DeSantis, everyone says, is like, oh, he's he's got all his cards, he's ready to play them.
4: And he has a network of conservative activists and donors and power players in his corner. I mean, this is the result. This is a harvest of multiple years of trying to figure out how to reindoctrinate students into a certain line of conservative ideology. And DeSantis has made it happen, but he has a lot of people behind him. And there are other governors. Carrie Lake in Arizona mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. the Republican nominee in Arizona. And she was on the stump, I think it was yesterday, praising DeSantis and saying, am I allowed to say this on this family program, yeah. that he he had big dick energy, just like Donald Trump. Like not even kidding, she said, BDE, if you know, you know, big DeSantis energy, but really saying that what we needed was more big dick energy, the kind that Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump have. So that's where we are as a country, Trevor, and I'm here to tell you, I'm alarmed. You, you
3: are gonna be the person who is informing so many people about what's going on in the country. You know, as, a, as, as an anchor on a show like yours, you're in an interesting position because on the one hand, you want people to understand the state of the country. On the other hand, you don't want people to exist in a perpetual state of panic. Because yeah. then what happens is people start getting tired and they're like, I, I don't care anymore. Nothing is actually happening.
4: H- how do you find that balance? Well, I think you know, I don't want to be Pollyanna-ish about things, right? When things are bad, I'm going to tell you they're bad. Mm -hmm. But I also think we we haven't given up on democracy. And the reality is, if you don't like what Governor Ron DeSantis is doing, Mm -hmm. I mean, I spent 10 hours in a Brevard County School Board meeting, you can run for school board and stop some of this stuff from happening. You can participate in midterm elections. You can call your senators and congressmen. I mean, that stuff, as cliche as it sounds, as small ball as it sounds, it matters because the decision that the Brevard County School Board makes about whether or not kids can have book fairs again Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and read certain books and talk about being homosexual or transgender, that means something. And those decisions are discreet, but they are part of our larger system of governance. And I don't want people to ever lose the hope that the project of America is a fait accompli and it's a wrap, because it's not. I mean, and, and you can swing the pendulum back. I still believe that we generally take two steps forward and maybe one and three quarter steps back.
3: Oh, that's a lot of one and that's a lot of <laughs> steps but back.
4: I I I'm I mean, I hope look at look at you and me, Trevor. You know, I'm hosting the 9 p.m. hour of, of, yes. of a very important cable network. You are the voice of a generation. Our stories are unlikely. We're two brown people that weren't ever supposed to be in these positions of power. And look at us, you know? That and, is true. And that
7: that's is true. Powerful, but...
4: It's it's true. Sometimes I go
3: the fact that it is the exception is what makes it scary a little bit sometimes. Sure. And so what, what's interesting about America when, when you look at it as a whole is it feels like sometimes, like in the run-up to Donald Trump, it feels like the country knew this was happening. And then people on the coast were like, oh, that'll never happen. Trump could never happen. It feels like there's a certain complacency now as people relax. You know, they want to watch Succession. Well, they want to read what's happening. I mean, want to watch know. Succession, Yeah, no, but people enjoy themselves. But it seems like conservatives are being told constantly that they're under assault, that this is the end of the world, they need to run for school boards, and so they believe it and they do it. And so I'd love to know, as somebody who's gonna be on MSNBC, Mm -hmm. you're in a position where you have part of your audience which is in a bubble, many of us do, you know? How do you, or do you even think it's possible at this stage to just, pop out of that bubble? Is there a way you, you can see as Alex Wagner, as, as the journalist who's gone around the country talking to Trump supporters and you know the Biden supporters alike, do you think there's a way you can get through to people who maybe don't agree with
4: you? I'm gonna damn well try. I mean, you can't just say we're only, we're only gonna talk to like lib- liberals and this right, is right. for the seller Corridor.
1: You know, like
4: <laughs> this is, I am a journalist, and you are going to hear from some Republicans sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. they may be critical of Donald Trump, some t- sometimes they may not be. But I think it is my job to show people what's happening in the world and not just what they want to see. I mean, li- listen, the-, the future of the Republican Party matters not just to Republicans, but to Democrats and Independents too. If one of the two parties in this country is forever broken or populated by clowns, or worse, <laughs> like we're not going to get anything done-, done as a country. Yeah. We are, for better or worse in a marriage and we got to figure out a way to make it work because we know what divorce kind of looks like we tried it in 1860 <laughs> and, and like well. we can't it didn't go so well so your, so, first,
3: your first episode is tomorrow
4: it is tomorrow uh,
3: if you were on the show today don't don't give anything away because you, you obviously you'll tease and everything but if you were on the show today what would you what would be the number one story you would be talking well, about
4: listen i think for sure we're going to be talking about trump and mar-a-lago yes. and what exactly he was doing with those papers uh-huh. and the degree to which this is part of a very serious investigation of the doj But I don't think, I mean, the other thing that I want everyone to focus on is the fact that we have two significant primaries tomorrow happening, Liz Cheney Mm -hmm. and Sarah Palin. And what we very well could see this week is the exit of Liz Cheney, probably the standard bearer for integrity inside the GOP, be escorted off the stage, stage right. And for Sarah Palin, who in many ways is the proto-Trump, re-entering American politics as a Republican Congresswoman from Alaska. And I think as we take stock of where the country is at, we need to take stock of where the Republican Party is at. And those two entrances and that entrance and exit tell us a lot about where we're headed in the GOP. And I think it's deeply problematic and I think it warrants further investigation and analysis. This is why you're
3: the best person to host the show because you know a lot, you travel a lot, you meet the people, um, and you not hang you out with you. You don't get overwhelmed. No, you don't get, thanks for that, I'll take it, but no, <laughs> you don't get overwhelmed. Really, one thing I've always admired about you is the fact that you don't get overwhelmed by the delusion of information that's coming at you, rather you find a way to process all of it in one of the most fantastic ways that I've ever seen. Congratulations on the show. Thank you, Thank you for joining me again. We're all gonna be watching don't forget, Tuesday to Friday, 9 p.m., Alex Wagner. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after
1: this. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu.
7: What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The, I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at King's Island, you'll find, for the fun of it, kind of fun.
0: Don't wait to start your fun season. King's Island is now open on weekends.
3: Well, that's our show for tonight. But before we go, before we go, I wanted to remind you that August 16th is Pole Worker Recruitment Day. And it's especially important this year where poll worker shortages are already leading to closures and long lines. So if you would like to be a poll worker, sign up at the link below and you can do your part to ensure a fair election for all voters. Until next time, stay safe out there. And remember, if you find top secret documents, (laughs) give them back to the government. (laughs) But make sure you screenshot that shit first.
2: Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central. And stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus.
1: This has been a Comedy Central podcast.
6: Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world.
7: What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make-a-splash-all-summer kind of fun. The, I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at King's Island, you'll find, for the fun of it, kind of fun.
0: Don't wait to start your fun season. King's Island is now open on weekends.